Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of The Blackfoot's Furnace with me, Robert. With me, Pete. No, Moses today because he is sick. Yeah. Hopefully he'll be around next week. Feel better, Matt. Feel better. There's no point saying that because he never listens to it. Yeah, that's true. Actually, I'll take it back. <laughs> All right. So, Mr. Peter, I think you're on the hot seat this week. Oh, gosh. That's not right. Yeah. Because Emma was in last week. Okay. And I was in it the week before. Okay, all right, all yeah, right, cool. I think it should be Mo, but yeah, yeah, cool. okay. Right, so, um, following on from Emma's hot seat question, yeah, where we were talking about um, whether women should be allowed to preach in churches and stuff, yeah. and then like one of the things you're talking about is um, you have to look at the context of the times, yeah, yeah, interpretation okay. of the word, yeah. So, the question is, um, with that argument, how is it people can no using the argument couldn't it couldn't people make a case for dismissing other parts of the Bible because of the times that we live in now? Yeah, um, being different. Yes, yeah. No, I think um, for clarity, I think her um, her uh, her argument was that we are all interpreters of Scripture, and that we have to come to the Scripture recognizing the context um, that it was written in and um, how it applies if it applies uh, to our situation now um, and she also mentioned taking the entirety of the word um, in into consideration because the message isn't is an integrated system um, and I think unfortunately that is very much the case that a lot of people you will find um, arguments being made and it's like <laughs> whilst I'm making this argument I will say whatever I want to say. And when someone like someone can point out that I'm not taking the context into consideration, but when I'm disputing someone's argument, I will then be like, oh, you have to take the context into consideration. Mm. So it's like there's that double standard. Um, and I think it's, it's an unfortunate way in which a lot of preachers, a lot of preachers actually approach the Bible. And Christians in general. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of Christians approach the Bible in that way. And I think it's important that we approach the Bible seriously. When I say seriously, I mean with all those considered, with considering the fact that this is a piece of text that I think something that she said that really stood with me was we all come to the word with certain biases. We all come to the Bible with certain prejudices and with, our, with, with certain mindsets that affect how we interpret it. So an example that she gave was that um, if you think the word has a meaning for you today then you approach the word differently than if you just want to take the entirety of the text and approach it maybe the uh, theologically or mm. something like that um i think a serious bible student does all of that you recognize that the message is capable of transcending time and being relevant for us today but you also recognize that god intentionally chose the people the times the form with which he would allow for that word to come through I take it a bit further and say that God intentionally allowed the people to write it down in the way that they wrote it down. So the very letters are specifically allowed by God to convey that message. And there are elements of the text that I think prove that it's the Holy Spirit that allowed them to pick out these letters. And I say the letters because Christ says, you know, my word shall not pass away. Um, he said, heaven and earth shall pass away. But every, not even a yacht or tittle, the yacht or tittle being like not even essentially the crossing of a T or the dotting of an I will pass away. And I think Christ does that to call us to specificity, to be very, very critical of the text when we come to it and be very intentional 
And if he's calling us to do that, I think it's important for Christians to approach, or for serious Christians anyway, to approach the word with that sort of seriousness and with that sort of, um, you know, you, you, you are considering the context. You are considering if it has a meaning for you today because it very well could. The word is transcendent of time. But you're also considering the entirety of the text. Where else is that topic mentioned? What is God's character seen in that topic as well? All of those things, I think, should come together um, when you're studying. So I think a lot of us do a very poor job. And what you say to those people who, who like, don't study and will just um, skim over? I, I worry. I worry for them. And that's why, that's part of the reason why I do the 66. Because maybe people will know from the podcast, I don't like complaining. I'd rather, what are we going to do about it? Like, not, don't give the problem without giving a solution. Mm. Part of the solution, I think, is maybe try and demonstrate what I consider to be good study and I'm taking from scholars and teachers I'm not like it's nothing I'm not bringing anything new I'm just taking from guys who have dedicated their lives to the study and I think it's worth us dedicating our lives to the study um, so I, I worry for people that will just skim over it or that think they can read their pastor's books and be okay <laughs> <laughs> Because the pastors' books are great. Like the, these pastors are good. A lot of these writers are really good. They've dedicated their lives to it. But it's as though it's like taking someone that endorses, you know, home apps machine, looking at them on the TV, and it's like, well, you didn't use that to get ripped. If that makes sense, mm. you did work. You did years and years of work, and now that you've got that body, you're come to come and sell me this apps three thousand. It's, it's not going to work. You know? <laughs> so I worry for people like that, and I think. I, I will try and impress as much as I can that let's take the Bible seriously because it's so much more than just a book. And if we do take it seriously, we will grow and we'll be blessed by doing so. Cool. Can I ask you another question? Yay. <laughs> <laughs> was that one satisfactory? Yeah, that's uh, fine. Okay. Cool. So this one is to do more with um, Bible translations. Okay. So I was having this yeah. interesting conversations yeah. Yeah. Um, where um, it's almost like certain Bible translations will be will be seen to hold more weight than other ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, if you ask someone why, they'll say, um, oh, because of this person, they did um, yeah. X amount of study. Yeah. So my question is, um, how can you trust this person's work? One, if you've, if you've never met them or two, like you don't even know. So like you couldn't go to the word and see how they got to that. Yeah. And maybe if like you went to it, you would have got something different yeah. from what they got. So yeah. why is their interpretation better than yours or yeah. why are some inter interpretations seen as better than yeah. others? Yeah. Um, I think, so with the Bible translations in and of themselves, see like your New International Version, your New Living Translation, your English Standard Version, your Young's Literal Translation, the translations themselves, if you do a bit of study, you can see how those translations came about and the people or the committees or whatever groups came together to do those studies give it that credence like the um i'm going to check my bible version right now the nlt um was a group that took the king james and some literal translations and it was like a group of scholars like a group of biblical scholars i can't remember i, I did a bit of reading on it but i can't remember the exact name of the committee that came together looked at their king james version which is the english looked at the original hebrew um and came together to say, okay, we look at all of these things and we're going to include that in our translation. But in addition to that, we're going to include 
what other translations are saying about it. So you find in the margins, they'll have a note and say maybe this translation translates like this and give you a wider view of it. When it comes down to whose translation is best, um, which I'm guessing is what the question kind of is, yeah. um, I think you have to recognize that if I have, if, if Professor A has studied the entirety of the text and is a Hebrew scholar and then translates it, I'm going to give that translation a bit more weight than your pastor, if he makes his own translation. <laughs> that makes not, not, not Emma, not your pastor, Emma or Mark, <laughs> but I'm just saying... Matt, Matt. Oh, Matt, sorry, Matt. Matt. Um, not them guys, not not them specifically. But like, if there's, you know, like that, just by virtue of how much work they've done, mm. gives it a bit more weight than I'm just taking the King James and I'm translating it. Or I'm just taking NIV and translating it. How do you feel about the message? I think, so, how, I, I was going to get to that, but okay, let me just do that now. I think that every translation has its benefits mm -hmm. the king james original king james it's hard to understand if you don't care for that old english speaking however the original king james is the one that has been the most sort of reviewed and and um, the issues have been seen and documented and there's been a lot of research on the king james so where it might not be the easiest to understand it has the most documentation and so you can actually see, okay, this maybe scholars thought was a mistake. This they translated as such. And it makes it a lot better for study. With stuff like the message, I think it's perfect for conversation. It's perfect for, if I'm reading the Bible to, I don't even want to say kids, but if you want to have that conversational feel of what the Bible was like um, and, and understand maybe the, we read these verses on their own. But I think one thing the message does really well is it, bunches of bun it puts a bunch of verses together mm. and you get to feel the conversation so i think it's blessed in that way is that it gives you that sort of conversational oh this is, must have been what it would have been like to read as opposed to verse one verse two verse three because that's not how they spoke um but even with that you can sometimes lose some of the nuance because as is the case if i'm listening in a conversation i might not recognize that they are referencing something else mm. or that this piece of text stands on its own and it's repeated somewhere else if that makes sense so you might lose some of that nuance but again i think it has its benefits personally i believe you shouldn't really just use one translation at any given point in time i'm normally looking at like four I'm looking at a literal translation, one of the NLTs, um, the standard, either American or English standard, and then um, the King James with the strong numbers, which are the original Hebrew words. And I think that sorts of give you a very wide um, look at the entire text. And I think that's, for me, that works best. But I don't have a problem with any one because, again, ultimately, this was what I wanted to say, the Bible's the only book where when you read it, the um, writers always present in the Holy Spirit mm. who will be able to help you understand anyway so I don't really cool yeah okay I'm happy with that yeah <laughs> <laughs> ah, didn't expect that but it's funny because <laughs> I was having a conversation with someone about the Bible recently as well actually I put in the text isn't it? I put in the group the picture that oh yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah so yeah nah but yeah, that's that's me. All right, cool. All right, let's get into today's conversation. Speak, speak, speak. So, um, on Saturdays, I work at a music school yeah. um, in the ends. And um, so it's like this community center where they have like different events going on. Mm. And I saw this poster. All right. For something called the Deaf Cafe. The Deaf Cafe. Deaf as in dying. 
Oh, so, <laughs> cool. I thought Def Jam couldn't hear. So yeah, so so like I took a little picture of of the poster. Right. So here's what it says: Enrich your life by talking about death, dying, and the end of life. All perspectives welcome. No agendas. Then it says. Um, the Deaf Cafe is a global movement to increase awareness of death with a view of helping others make the most of their finite lives. A Deaf Cafe is a group-directed discussion of death with no agenda, objectives or themes. It's a discussion group rather than a grief support or counselling session. Okay. So I saw that right. and I thought, oh, that is interesting. Because mm. um, I know, like, just in general, death isn't something that people like to talk about. No, it's not. And then it got me thinking. Even amongst Christians. Yeah, I was, was going to say, I was going to say like, as Christians, we have this assurance of life after death. Yeah. But even still, death seems to be yes, something we yeah. shy away yeah. <laughs> from. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so I just want to talk about that. Why, so why do you think um, we as Christians shy away <laughs> from death? Um, personally, I think, I think, funny we talked about the Bible, but I think it's because a lot of Christians don't have a, a lot of Christians don't have their Christianity firmly rooted in their Bible. It's firmly rooted in their church culture. It's firmly rooted with their pastor. It's firmly rooted in maybe good morals. But I think a lot of Christians don't have a strictly biblical view of what Christianity should be. Um, okay. In its entirety. Uh, where it applies to our sexuality or where it applies to our finances. Most Christians have a good understanding of that much. Where it applies to our blessings. Most Christians have a good <laughs> a good view of that much. But where it applies to like persecution and ultimately to death, I think a lot of us don't really have a great a great rooting in the Bible as pertains to that. Because if we did, in my opinion at least, I think we would not necessarily look forward to death as though as some suicide bombers may do, you know, in <laughs> but even even if I'm to use that very weird example, you'll find suicide bombers are a lot more accepting of death because their doctrine on it promises them forty virgins after the fact, Jeez. and that seems to be sufficient to you know help them go through that process of pulling the trigger on a on a on a bomb strapped to their chest. And I think if we had a <laughs> well, forty virgins, <laughs> well, that's the problem. We have so much better, don't we? We have. Um, we've got the presence of God and, and, and heaven with streets of gold and, you know, the eternal glory of our Father to to be with. You've got the house with many mansions that God's going to, Christ is going to prepare for us. Um, so surely we should have, we've got a bit better than 40 virgins, someone said. <laughs> someone said that <laughs> you, should sell, you should sell a suicide bomber picture of Susan Bottle and say, you know, 40 virgins might not be all that. <laughs> that's so rude. It's so bad. I'm quoting a meme. That's not my, that's not my opinion. No, um, no, but you're saying that it reminds me of of even Paul. Paul saying that he was like looking forward to death, but he yeah, knew that yeah, he still had yeah. work to do to here. Die, to, to live is Christ, but to die is gain. Yeah. Or, or was it to live is gain but to die oh, no, I, I think, I think, I think <laughs> I'm talking about something different alright oh, you know but he does say it. Yeah. he does say you know whether he's here or he's in heaven it's like it's fine like death is just the doorway yeah you know would you say you're that, that that you're looking forward to death yeah well I am looking forward to being with God like I think for me the biggest thing was recognising that my salvation isn't a function of me that my salvation was secured by God a long time ago 
Moses would have loved this because <laughs> this is part of the Calvinistic sort of uh, view that I think is actually correct, that if your salvation is in your hands, then just as easily as you can drop a bar of soap, you could drop it. Mm. But if it's in God's hands, this is God who created and controls the universe. He's not known to be above fingers. So for me, recognizing that meant, oh, wow, I've got the Holy Spirit, which is his seal. I know that my salvation is in his hands. Everything I've got to do here, I'm ready to do. And after the fact, I'll be with God in eternal glory. I thought I was going to die at about 20. Oh, yeah? I think it was 20 or 21. Because by that time, I'd done everything that I sort of knew, everything that God had put on my heart to do. So I thought, okay, I'll finish. Probably going to die anytime soon. Probably can't put new things on your heart. Well, I didn't, I didn't <laughs> expect it. That's the thing. And, you know, obviously, I had a very shallow thinking of, of how much God wanted me to do. But no, I've, I very much thought, ah, okay, cool. going to die anytime soon. Um, but And it, did anything happen to, to make you feel like, oh, no. This well, could no, be God started putting new things on my heart. Okay. Yeah. But there was a period where I was like, looking at my life, looking at, okay, I've done sort of everything I, I wanted to do. Ah, cool. Okay. There's nothing new on the horizon. I might might be ready to kick the bucket. Okay. And it didn't necessarily scare me simply because I knew that God's got me. Mm. Yeah. How about yourself though? Like what about you? Do you feel like you're ready to die? <laughs> <laughs> Am I ready to die? Um Honestly, honestly <laughs> mm. I would fully prefer if I I got to get married first before. Yes, yes, <laughs> before yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. like let me enjoy it small before. Yeah. No, I hear that. I <laughs> At hear least that. for like twenty, thirty years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, probably I should I should add that now the sentiment is a little bit different. Where I'm not scared of dying. Um and I think the question was whether you're ready to die. It's whether or not I want to die now. And the answer is no. I don't really want to go now, just because we've got family. We've got you know, got family, got wife. So don't really want to go just yet. But I'm not scared of that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah I think I'm the same. Um, I know there are things that I would like to do mm. before I die. Yeah. But then I also know that um, in heaven, it will be so much better than anything I could yeah. do here on yeah. earth. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of wild when you think about it. Well, that's the thing. That, and that's why I think we don't have a good understanding of the Bible because the Bible makes it clear that if anything's real, it's the spirit world. And what we have here is a transient, temporary, short in comparison um, experience that we're going through. And so we should really focus on the, on, the, on the spirit. And if we did, we'd recognize that that is eternal and would be so much greater than anything we have here. Yeah. I remember Francis Chan saying something like, oh, what did he say? He said, people spend too much time worrying about what will happen in this finite life yeah. instead of what's going to happen for the rest it's of eternity. eternity. Yeah. And like, yeah. if they worried about what's going to happen then, yeah. the way they would live their lives now would be very different. Very different. Which yeah. is very true. Yeah. Very true. <laughs> I, was, I was listening to Francis Chan, actually, because uh, he had a, he recently did a conference with Ravi Zacharias. And they streamed like a Q and A that they had okay. to them, which was really cool. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, mm. this is almost like a hot seat question. So, like you know when you when like you um the the, the, the might be like an unbeliever or someone yeah and like, like someone might might have passed away mm. um and like you know that that like they never believed yeah but you hear them say oh they've gone back to heaven and. <laughs> Is it your place as 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 a Christian to say, well, actually, <laughs> why would you do that? Uh, and and like be like, yeah, 
<laughs> Did he know Christ? No. <laughs> no, no, because um, I well, I no, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't go out my way to say he's going to hell. <laughs> I, w- I would not do that, and I would not go out my way to say he's going to hell either. Because two things, really, we don't know. We don't know where that person was. The guy that was hung on the cross with Christ. Mm-hmm. Um. Apart from the disciples who were probably watching and able to see that conversation going on, I imagine there were people that didn't hear the um, one guy say to Christ, remember me when you're in your kingdom. And Christ said, you will be with me in paradise. I imagine there were people that didn't hear that. So for people that didn't hear that, that knew this person that was being crucified, which was the ultimate form of punishment, and thus this person was was a criminal, they wouldn't know that in the last moments of his life, he believed in a savior who got into heaven. So I don't know if this person, even though they didn't give their lives to Christ, I don't know what they were feeling on their deathbed, who they spoke to, what they realized, what they may have believed. Um, and secondly, Christ says, let the dead take care of their dead. <laughs> when um, I can't remember who it was I wanted to go and bury, either bury their parents or bury family members or whatever. I think it was their father. It was their father. One of the Christ gave the cult the sons to like, let the dead take care of their dead. Because they're dead. There's nothing you can do for them. Unlike maybe what I think the Roman Catholics believe that you can pay for them to move from purgatory to heaven or Jeez. something like that. Um, PayPal. But <laughs> their life is done. I think the more important thing would be to help the unbeliever who may be grieving to recognize that our lives are finite, but don't end in oblivion. And given there is eternity afterwards, it's worth considering that eternity afterwards. Which maybe at a funeral is not the time to tell them, but I think that would be my focus. Mm. So just quickly going back to what you were saying about um, you don't know what you were thinking during the last moments. Mm. Like, I don't know. How how, how in-depth does one's belief in Jesus have to be to allow you to get to heaven? So so like so, so, so like if you could be like a like a master writer for all your life yeah. and just before you get put in the in the like um the chair yeah say okay i believe in christ yeah and like if you truly believe do you think that that will allow that person to get into heaven i believe so if you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that christ is lord you 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 will be saved that's that's the extent of it that's given in the in the in the bible the problem is how do i measure what you believe in your heart i can hear you confess the words mm. but how do i measure it you know how do i measure what you believe in your heart so i could never really say um, but what I also know is that faith as little as a mustard seed w- w- is enough to move mountains. And the image you're given there of a mustard seed being one of the smallest of seeds makes me think that it's not, I don't have to have like immediate part in the sea sort of faith, if that makes sense. Mm. But faith that would appear to be small should suffice to move the mountain of hell out of my way sort of thing. So it really, it really is something that I don't think we can measure, but the Bible does make it clear what their requirements are, and that's confession and belief. So I think that's the extent of it for me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if, for instance, your what's your approach to someone who's died that you maybe knew that they didn't go to heaven? What would you would you say to their family members, whoever is mourning? Would you correct them? Be like, nah. I know. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we shouldn't laugh about death. That, <laughs> no, we should laugh at death. Well, okay, we should laugh at people dying. 
But death itself is something that we can laugh about. Because, mm. um, you know, death is just thing, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> true, true. true. Um, I think, well, I guess that's why, that's why pastors during funeral service are, are like really important. Mm. Because, like, that may be the one time that these people will, 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 will like be in a I place where, where like, there'll be a sermon being, being preached. Mm. Mm. So, it's a lot of pressure. Mm. And um, it's kind of hard to preach a word that can reach Christians and non-Christians mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's my place to say anything like that. If it, if it came up in a conversation like later later on down the line, mm. then cool. What if, for instance, like I, I am making it a bit difficult for you, but it's your friend. Do you know that you're a Christian, mm-hmm. and they come to you? wanting some sort of comfort for their grieving, you know, for their past family member or whatever. And you know that their family is not <laughs> their family is not Christian. What would your what would your words be to your friend? Um honestly, I would try and move away from speaking <laughs> about that th- that that family member mm. and try and focus more on okay, um like this is what I believe as a Christian. Mm. This is um how I believe you have to live your life if you want to get to heaven. Mm. Um and um and and I feel like if they're coming to me asking for comfort, then there's there's there's, there's like a part of them that believes in God in some okay. capacity. Yeah. Mm. Um just like the way when people like trouble strikes, that's mm. when people start to pray to God even even if they never yeah. prayed mm. to God mm. before. Because like there's, there's like there's a, a part of us that that like yearns to be yeah. with God, yeah. Um, yeah. but sometimes it just gets a bit stuck underneath all the mess of life. Mm. Um, so if I can, you know, help plant the seed or water the seed that's already there, um, okay. then mm. I think that's me doing my part. Yeah, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Yeah, mm. I don't think it's ever appropriate to say, oh, actually, based on what the Bible <laughs> says, <laughs> your daddy hell. <laughs> Yeah. Um. Yeah. Do you ever feel worried about like any family members that you've had, whether they've made it to hell or yeah, not? Yeah. 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 And I feel sometimes I feel a bit of guilt with those that I haven't actively like done anything, you know, to say I'll come to church or go believe in Christ and stuff. Um. I I do sometimes feel I do sometimes feel a bit worried. And you think God will hold that against you? Or like he'll, 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 he'll like ask you to explain why why he didn't. I I think in convicting me, as as he is now, like with with some family members, I found it important to go to them maybe after church and you know just so that they have that to talk about. And well, you went to church. I'm like yeah, I do. I do believe, and and you know have that sort of conversation. Um, but I feel like God convicting me to do so definitely is um, is is still. It's still there, and it's still something that I need to um, be working on. Um, but I don't think, uh, yeah, it's it's still something that I'm working on. Mm. It's still something that I think God is still convicting me on, and maybe I need to do more um, to share God with with these guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I feel like um, maybe the emphasis shouldn't be so much on death and Mm-mm. where you're going to end up. Mm. but more on the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. yeah. And that's mm. uh, and that's something some that like I took away from that Billy Graham documentary. Like mm. wh- whatever he was talking about, he would always spin it back to the person. back to Jesus Christ sort mm. of thing. 
So um, I feel like that's how I, I, I want to um, direct things mm, mm. in the future. So like, so, so that's like even in my sermon today, mm. which went horribly wrong <laughs> and it was disgusting and terrible. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sad. Yeah, I tried to, um, even though like the message wasn't on Jesus Christ per se, yeah. I tried to, you know, give it that little <laughs> twist, you know. <laughs> that massage it in yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so being a father eventually, how do, how do, um, how, how do you feel like you approach um, talking about death with your children? Once they're old enough to understand, um, I think very much the way the Bible presents death, just an understanding that death isn't something to be feared and that as a Christian, death isn't something to... Um, to even try and run away from because God will keep you and God is looking after you up until the point at which God wants you with him. Um, and so when he does, you know, when he does call you back, it's something to rejoice over. You are going to be in a place where you no longer have sickness and all of these things um, holding you down where there is no sin. Um, you're going to be with God. So it's something to look forward to but not something to pursue. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and and you know I am, I am cognizant of the fact that you know maybe if they've got a goldfish and the goldfish dies, that's an opportunity to introduce the idea of death and maybe have them watch Lion King and understand what happened to my father. <laughs> you know I I am contemplating how to figure out you know and talking about such topics, but I, I definitely think it's 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 something that will be talked about. Mm. Yeah. What's your what's your take on? Explaining death to like young ones and to kids. Um, I guess I would hope that before any such conversation has has like like that has to happen, I would have already like given them a sense of who and what God is. Okay, yeah. and like a sense of what heaven is. Mm. Maybe not so much how. <laughs> Say that for another day. <laughs> <laughs> that's the opposite to the way gone yesterday. <laughs> I, I only got told about hell I don't think I got told about heaven that much you know it was all about hell yeah fire uh, the, the fire, fire yeah, 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 yeah. yeah my dad will cite Moses and, and the earth opening up to swallow people and stuff <laughs> like that yeah. yeah so yeah so I, I think that talking about death needs to be based on knowledge of God mm. um, because he's the basis of what we believe about the afterlife mm. so if you haven't really got that foundation mm. um you can't really talk about death in a way that can reassure them yeah 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 um how old were you when you watched the lion king or have you watched lion king of course i watched the lion like king there are people that haven't watched lion king and then they're not real people <laughs> <laughs> how old were you when you did i was i, I couldn't tell you but you know what but yeah? do you feel like you appreciated mufasa's death I remember like tearing up inside, mm. but like I felt like Bambi's mom's death was like even worse than than than. <laughs> than I remember Bambi's mom's death. I remember Bambi sort of, but I can't remember. Okay, so what so what happened was like like Bambi and his mom were like in the forest like eating, yeah. and, and 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 then there was a hunter, and then he was shooting. Yeah. Bambi's mom were like running in like different directions. Yeah. She like bang, and I was like, Mom, Mama, 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 <laughs> and then we see like. Um, Bambi's dad comes like yeah. your mother's not coming back oh gosh <laughs> he went uh, away with the dad <laughs> it's funny because I think Mufasa was the first Disney character to die on screen okay. everyone else has died like off screen, screen. Yeah, yeah yeah but yeah I remember I remember just 
I don't think I've recognized the significance of it just as, in as much as he's dead. It was just like, he's not coming back to, he's not going to be shown anymore. If that mm. makes sense. It didn't really occur to me that, oh, now nah, he's dead and he died in a horrible stampede. <laughs> <laughs> no. He looked pretty good for having, for like, for, for having been trampled yeah, by all those soldiers. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah, He just looked a bit scuffed up. <laughs> like, he just rolled around in the dirt. But, yeah. Mm. Um... I don't know what else I want to talk about when it comes to death. Um, it's surprisingly light, if that makes sense. Like normally, if you think about having a conversation about death, it's a heavy sort of conversation. It's a sad sort of dark conversation. But I think one we're like we're like masking the weirdness with like humor. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> and secondly, I think that because we're not talking about the death of a like specific person. Mm. It's easier yeah, to, to talk to about, yeah, 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 and and I guess it's better to have these conversations now than mm. than, than in the midst of having to um, wait for someone to have actually died before you have to have, to have these kind of conversations. Yeah. Almost like you're like prepping yourself for what's for for for, for like what's to come. Mm. That way, that when, when it does happen, you've got that mindset of oh, um, they believed in Christ, so um, they go to heaven. Yeah, mm. that's fair enough. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> what would you say to those people who who say like when someone dies oh God just wanted one of his angels back say is that person nephew <laughs> <laughs> because when when the angels um, had children those children were not good so I, I don't know if you want your whoever person to be Nephilim and be it's just it's, it's all this imagery again you can't really fault it because if that helps someone sleep at night then you know fair enough but it's when you really look at what the word says about human angel hybrids and angels that walked in the earth outside of God's permission it's just like yeah but is it right to allow someone to feel comfort in in what you know is a lie or, or like what you believe is a lie because because the truth is like this is based on the faith that we have. Mm, mm. Um, yeah. Well, that's the thing. And then it's the same sort of conversation when it comes to people's sexuality is if you don't have that faith, then you don't have that that um, foundation. Foundation. Or, or what I'm even trying to say is you don't have that. It's not a soft surface to fall on, if that makes sense. Mm. If you don't have the faith and I rip away whatever is keeping you sane, then you're you're falling on nothing, you know, if if not falling on just the rock hard solid ground and that's not any better. And I'm not really helping you, if that makes sense. But if I really want to help you, then probably my first priority is trying to give you the faith that's helped me. Um and if that's not what I'm trying to do, if that's not an option, I don't think it's I think it's fine to let them Personally, and I might be wrong, and I'm open to uh, being corrected on this, but if you don't believe in God, I think it's fine to let you believe whatever you need to believe so that you are okay, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm not going to rip her away from you. I just don't think that's the best thing to do. Um, I don't know if I agree with that. I think that you have to at least, like, give them the basis of God if that makes sense oh no 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 don't, it's not going to stop me from giving them what I believe God should be in their lives mm -hmm. but I'm saying knowing that they don't have that I'm not going to take away whatever they do have if that makes sense yeah that makes sense yeah I'm, I'm not going to say nah God didn't want his angel back because that's not how angels work <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that to you because I'm only saying that based on the Bible and if you don't have any understanding of it then I'm just 
I'm actually rather making myself more antagonistic towards you. Mm. And then that's going to hamper me ever getting the word to you because this is just a guy that wants to be angry at me or mean at me regarding things that are, you know, very personal. So I, I just don't think that it's necessary. I Personally, I just think, look, if you want to believe he was an angel and he found his wings and so he went away, cool. Let's talk about God. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I'll, I'll let you think that. I'll, I won't... I won't. I won't feel the need to take that away. No. How do you feel about walking through graveyards? I can't remember who put this idea in my head, but I always find it. I always find myself thinking, "What did they go to death? What did they go? What did they die with?" If that makes sense. What ideas? What talents? What purpose did they die with that they didn't accomplish? That's what I think about when I go through graveyards, and I think. I don't want to ever die and feel like there was things that I had to do that I didn't do. Mm. So that's that's what I think about. It's like someone said the richest place would be the graveyard because too many people would go to the grave with their ideas because they're too scared to try it out. And so whenever I walk through a graveyard, that's what I think about is I need to make sure that I die empty. And I've got the extra encouragement of knowing that whatever I do, I'm doing for God. I'm like, okay, I have to give everything here before I pass away. How often do you do you walk through graveyards like having these thoughts? Well, when we were, when we were in um, Queen Mary, there was a graveyard there. Did you walk through that graveyard? Yeah, I walked past it. it no, 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 no. I, I didn't say did you walk around. I said did you walk through it? Not through it, no. <laughs> but no, there was... Where where did I walk through a graveyard? I lived at a place where you'd have to walk... Well, there's a shortcut through a graveyard. And you walked um, through that graveyard? Yeah. I can't remember if, uh, if it was when I lived in Enfield. Or... Yeah, I think when I lived in Enfield... There was, and you know these ch- some churches have graveyards yeah yeah and you'd walk past them or you walk through them no but there was a place where you had to go through it maybe I was in Ghana I can't remember but no yeah because that's a conversation I've had with myself a lot are you not scared of like of like spirits coming no. up no what are you gonna do <laughs> fam spirits could do a lot <laughs> nah no 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 I'm not this is why I find horror movies funny because I just think if I was there with Jesus and me this is not happen. No, I'm fine. Uh, I'm fine. Sweet. I'm more worried about human beings. I'm more worried about seeing someone on the bus with a backpack that looks dodgy and seeing wires hanging. <laughs> I'm wondering, is this a terrorist attack or what's going on? I'm more worried about that than spiritual stuff. But then shouldn't you be more worried about the spiritual stuff because no, you because can't... because I've got God in me. He who's within me is greater than he who's in the world. And this is what I mean about having that seriousness about the Bible. Because the Bible says it, that's my truth. Like nothing, I don't care. I don't care about anything else because that's what the Bible says. So that's sorted. Like I'm not worried about witches in Africa and stuff like that. Nah, that's not, that's not my worry. My worry is profiling this person <laughs> or not profiling that person that's got the bomb. That's my worry. I was more scared for the physical attack when you mentioned that you walked or I don't know if we found out after the fact, but I remember being more worried about when you walked past the London, when there was like a London van thing or some, a stabbing in, on London Bridge or something. You say you normally would go past that route, but you went. Oh yeah, route. that's when like the um, the the guy was running like driving. It. No, yeah, 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 yeah shanking yeah. people, yeah, shanking yeah, yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was more worried about the physical implications there. Thinking, well, I think you mentioned after the fact. That that would have been somewhere you went past, but it would have been yeah. a different route. And I was think I was more in my mind concerned about the physicality than I was about the spiritual aspects. Like the spiritual things I just think are taken care of by the fact that God is in me 
and he's greater than whatever is in the world. Not to say that they don't have power. Not to say that there aren't scary things out there. I know there are, but because the Bible says <laughs> God in me, that's my that's my bank. That's what I'm I'm relying on. Do you think you'd be able to exercise a demon from someone or a spirit from someone? I wouldn't go looking for it, only because. <laughs> the guys in the Bible that went to try and do it, and then the spirit was like, "Yeah, we've heard of Paul, we've heard of Jesus, but who are you?" <laughs> I'm not going searching, and I don't think that's necessarily my calling. But if I come into contact with one, I believe like because God's in me, it's fine. And I say that with that confidence because today I don't know if it's a demon ex you know, I don't know if it was like a exercising demon, but whilst we're praying, you know, you have that the situation sometimes where someone is screaming and the pastor's like, come out and you know sometimes it's real, sometimes it's not. Um <laughs> but today I, I today especially I was like, Am I have I become apathetic to this? Because I was standing there praying and I was just calm. And I was more like stop disrespecting that body because that body was created by God and bought by Christ's blood. And so I was more angry towards the spirit for making this person shout or whatever was going on, if, the, if it was the spirit making that person shout. But I was just like, don't disrespect that body that's been bought by the blood of God rather than, oh, something spooky is going on. <laughs> and that's just not where I am. <laughs> and that's only because I believe what the Bible says regarding that. And again, it's not because I haven't had spiritual encounters. I've had those. I've had those a lot. But, nah. Have you been possessed before? Sorry? Have, have you been possessed? possessed. <laughs> <laughs> I can't kind of ask question. Some people get possessed sometimes, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I remember this. No, no, I haven't been possessed. I, I know I've had demonic encounters mm. where, like, yeah, there's been things that went on and I was like, oh, okay, there's a demon involved in this situation here. And at the time, maybe I was a bit scareder than I am now, but now I'm just like, whatever. Well, that's what happens when you walk through graveyards. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> let's round up. <laughs> it's getting too spooky. It's getting a bit too scary. Just before we do, have you had any sort of anything where you've been around, anything that could be sort of demonic, even if it was like a... a Salvation Army don't really do that, do they? They don't have the crusade thing where we're casting our demons kind of thing um not on like a normal sunday service <laughs> <laughs> next week bring your demons um, we'll cast them out um i'll have to ask my pastor yeah. what uh, just because i i feel sometimes we make it up for the show if that makes sense. oh definitely like and i think a lot of a lot of these things sometimes it's just it's I culture think, culture well one preacher said we casted out all the demons and then we made some up so that we could cast out more. <laughs> and it was like, you know, sometimes it's a bit much but um I, I think they are real they do exist and they do have different forms of activity mm. and i think their activity would even just by virtue of the devil being smart he would fashion it in such a way that either you are scared of it or you're apathetic to it. Mm. If that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen, I've, I've ever encountered demons before, but I've definitely encountered some angels. Oh. So, yeah. And for the angels, then that means demons are oh. <laughs> like somewhere. It's thing we don't recognize. It's like, oh, pray for God's angels to come around. There's demons as well. <laughs> yeah. Nah, All right. Let's cool. round up. Um, hookups. Right. Hookups. Cool. Um, can I, I haven't given this up here, so that's cool. I gave it on the 66. Okay. <laughs> um, it's Ravi Zacharias' YouTube channel. 
Okay. Um, and it's really dope actually because every I just keep getting notifications. I don't know if there's any specific regularity to it, but there's been a few. Um, and obviously we'll have a backlog of just him. He's got a really good way of um, approaching apologetics, which is very biblical, but also very philosophical. Mm. So if you enjoy those sort of things, I think he's a great one to follow. But even if you don't, it's good to have um, some of those biblical responses, hear how those come about. Um, of course, he's big in apologetics. He's also big in making sure that you know you are answering people with love especially when it comes to these sort of conversations, they can get very heated, they can get very antagonistic, but he's very specific about be loving in your answer, be loving in sharing truth. So yeah, Ravi Zacharias, the Ravi Zacharias International Ministries YouTube channel shall be linked, shall be linked below, but check it out on YouTube. Cool, cool, really cool. Um, my hookup this week will be a YouTube channel called Jubilee. Okay. And it's just a, like a lot of like um, human. Oh, what's, what's the term? Like you know, when you, when you like put, put like people's situations to see how they act. Oh, there's a word for it. Human something. Empathy. No, human something. But basically, they they, they do like a lot of things of, of, of like putting like different groups of people together and like have them have them have conversations oh okay okay so, so, so it's like there was one recently which was like um do all christians think the same so okay. so, like, so like they had like six questions mm. and then they, they ask a question and then you separate based on where you right, are on the spectrum right, right. i think i've seen i think you may have even given this before i've or suggested it yeah before. yeah so, yeah, so, so I've watched yeah so they, they got so they got mm. a good one so they had um people who were like anti-porn and pro-porn yeah, 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 there yeah, was yeah. do all um teenage mothers think the same yeah. all that sort of yeah. thing it's yeah. like really int- um it's a, it's, a, it's a nice um channel to watch every now i remember again. watching there was like a can atheists and christians agree mm. sort of one and there was this one guy who was a christian but you know there's just one of those bible belts bible thumping yeah <laughs> so, like, no man <laughs> i remember that one <laughs> And there was, a, there was a Chinese Christian as well who was trying to like soften his blows. Like, what What I think he means is... Like, oh, no, I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was so cringe. It was so cringe. But yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, check okay. out the yeah, Jubilee. Those are good ones. Good All right, ones. cool. Um, Can I use Moore's one? Yeah. I'm going to use Moore's one. <laughs> Taylor Swift... No, not <laughs> No, I want to shout out this guy, Toby Nigwe again. Toby uh, who? Nigwe. <laughs> He's a rapper, okay, uh, from Houston. But how you spell his last name? N W I G W E. Okay, yeah. But his whole thing has been every week he's released new music, new videos, um, and it's just consistency. And he's good. He can rap. Um, he does the videos himself, choreographs, designs the clothes, and it's just his whole thing is making purpose popular and encouraging people to be consistent in whatever they're doing. Um, he's a massive inspiration to me. So, yeah. Toby Nigwe, check him out on YouTube as well, uh, on Spotify as well. Cool. He's, he's dope. All right, thank you guys for listening. Um, well, let us know your thoughts on death and the sorts. Yeah, yeah. Have you been possessed by a demon? <laughs> if so, come come to Peter. <laughs> he, can, he, he can help you out. <laughs> I, I, like I said, I'm not looking for this stuff. I just run away. Oh, well, yeah. Shout out to Rouge for the intro out to music. Calvin Turner for the ordinary amazing logo. Yep, yep. Twitter at the Furnace UK. Email us at tbsfurnace.hotmail.com. 
You can find us at soundcloud.com forward slash Blacksmith Furnace. No apostrophe on all the podcast websites and apps, including Spotify, iTunes, and the sorts. Blacksmith Furnace with an apostrophe. Um, I think that's everything. That is about everything. Um, have writers and scribes started their, um, what was it called? It was supposed to be like a thing in barbershops and stuff like that. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. I'll check it out. I don't know if they've started, but I'll put that in the cool, cool, show cool. notes as well. All right, cool. Yeah. Is 666 six, six, six coming out this week? Next week. Next week. Next week is 66. Yeah, we've been looking at the fall. Um, I'm hoping to put out a poem next week, which is sort of around Adam's response, contrasted with Jesus' response. Um, and I'm hoping that will be next week's video. Um, but as to whether or not we can record it, will be a different thing. Okay. Yeah. Trying to think. Should be okay. Yeah. But no, six six not out this week. However, you can still go and check it out. Just search for hashtag the sixty six hashtag t h e number six number six one word. We'll take you straight to the content. Cool. All right. Cool. I guess this is Blacksmith's Furnace signing out. Blow.